So there's a, a survey firm in the United States called Pew Research, and they survey religious organizations and churches, denominations, trying to get trends in religious life in the United States. And uh, one of the recent surveys of the Pew Research uh, was in the Catholic Church uh, about church membership. And they, they discover what a, probably most of us know, that the, the church attendance is, is off, it's down. And you know, even though the church membership in the US is up, it's because we're, it's, it's being held up or sustained by people coming from other countries who, who are Catholic. We're not, but in terms of our own religious life, we're not sustaining ourselves. We're losing something. We're missing people. And the, the Pew Research also discovered something we probably already know, and that that group that we're losing the most, the quickest, are our 18 to 35 year olds. And we all know this, right? Our, our millennials, our Gen Z, Gen Y, Gen X, whatever they're called now. And, but our millennials, our young people, uh, are leaving, not, not uh, bothering. And we wonder why that is, come up with lots of reasons. And Bob Barron, Bishop Bob Barron, uh, does great work and he likes to analyze things like this. And, 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 and because our knee-jerk reaction is like, we, you know, we've got to, we've got to re-evangelize. We like to throw words like that around. We've got to re-evangelize our young people. And Bishop Barron said, that's absolutely not correct. He goes, how do you Re-evangelize somebody who's never been evangelized. And isn't it true that we know a lot of folks who identify as maybe culturally Catholic who've never had an experience of a lived, loved, powerful, Holy Spirit-driven Catholic faith. That thing which sustains us and moves us and keeps us close to the altar, close to the house of the Father, steeped in our inheritance, right? They've never had an experience of it. And if they've never had an experience of the risen Lord, of, of the power of the Holy Spirit, if they've never had an experience of love, mercy, compassion, and the joy of the Christian faith, they don't have that. It's not that hard to leave it. And we can, we can you know, say all things we want, but to, you know, to get our, our young people back, it has to be as a, as a witness from us. Not scribes and Pharisees determined on you know, maintaining a status quo, but letting the Holy Spirit have His way with us so that our witness is spontaneous and driven by joy. And that joy is what attracts those who are looking. So that's what I think we all face, and we have questions about it. And as I was pondering that and reading this gospel, which you probably thought, oh, Monsignor, please, do the short form, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, you know, I couldn't. Uh, first of all, it's always good to read the whole thing, because there's a reason. But this whole gospel goes together. You've got to read the whole thing to, to get it to make sense heard the prodigal son, we've heard these, these little parables about you know, the lost coin, the lost sheep. But here's the thing. If you read it, 
you notice, you notice something. That Jesus' response to this dead, regimented, obligated faith of the scribes and Pharisees is to highlight that there is a widow who loses a coin, a shepherd who loses a sheep, and a father who loses his son. And if you go deeper, and you look at what Jesus is doing, this widow, she loses a coin. A coin is an inanimate object. It has no sense of itself. It's just a thing. It doesn't know it's lost because it doesn't have any, any knowledge or sense of itself. It can't. It's just a thing. It doesn't know it's lost. But she knows. And she does all that she can to find it. This thing that doesn't even know that it's lost. And brothers and sisters, don't we know people in our life, in our own families, who are lost and don't know it? They've left the church. They've left the inheritance. They've left the house of the Father. And they have no idea that they are lost. And we have to go out and we have to find them. And we have to help them. Now, the sheep that the shepherd loses, it's an animal. It has a certain level of animal consciousness. It might even know that it's lost in the sense that it panics and it, it isn't in a place of familiarity. And it bleats and it runs around and It knows it's lost, but has no idea what to do. And don't we know people in our life who are lost? And they know they're lost, but they have no idea how to get out of it. Aren't we the ones who are supposed to help them? Aren't we supposed to leave the safety and security of where we're at and, and go and risk ourselves and go out there and and do everything we can to, to help this person. And then finally you have this, this prodigal son, the young son. He's, he's our millennial, right? And in his youth, and his exuberance, for whatever reason, and the and reasons could be the same as the reasons why our young people leave. Culture, Bad example. Again, we're not talking about anybody here because you guys all do it well. All right? Um, bad catechesis. The church has squandered its inheritance through bad catechesis. It's, it's the fault of lazy priests who've abdicated their responsibility to teach and to witness the joy of the Christian life, right? A million reasons. You can blame, blame, blame. But the, the, the way home is, is the way that Jesus presents to us today. This young son knows he's lost and he knows what to do about it. 
to a certain extent. In the midst of his mire and his muck, he's, he's left home, uh, he's left school, he's, you know, he's moved down to Chicago, and he's going crazy. Right? And one day he realizes, this isn't working. I gotta, I gotta go home. And it says he turns to go back to his father. And that's it. The next thing is all the work of compassion, of love, of mercy, of the church, of the Holy Spirit. The father catches sight of him a long way off when he's still back in the midst of his muck and his mess and his misery. And he goes and he, and here's the thing. The son, this is great. The son practices this speech. I'm going to go home and I'm going to say to him, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I don't deserve to be called your son. Treat me as you would one of your slaves. He's got to practice. And all of a sudden the father's there and he, he, he starts reciting his speech. And as soon as the father embraces him, what does the son not say? Treat me as you would one of your slaves. <laughs> he said, all right, the father's taking me back. I'm not going to push it. Right? But it's also the father who's not going to let him say it. We can be in the worst place. And, and, and the father, in his love for us, his compassion, his mercy, as soon as we open the door... Because we know we're lost and we want to come home as soon as we turn. That's all he wants. He's going to do everything else. Rush to us and the robe and the ring and the, the sandals, all the signs of sonship and the inheritance. Back in the house, back in the party, rejoicing in gladness. Brothers and sisters, don't we know people who know they're lost, have left, have, have walked away, and they know their lives a mess? And they know they've got to come home, but they, they lack the courage. They're embarrassed. They, they're, they, they're projecting their own shame as a, as a judgment that we are going to heap on them. That our response is going to be like the scribes and the Pharisees. Don't we know people? We know people who are lost and don't know it. We know people who are lost but don't know how to come home. We know people who are lost and want to come home, but they need us to be the ones who are going to come out and embrace them and show them compassion and mercy. Don't we know it? And are we on for it? And isn't this our job? What's our response to the people that we know who have left the inheritance, who have walked away from Jesus? It is to be like the father, be like the shepherd, and be like the widow. Love has to go somewhere, and it goes to those places where it's most needed and it's most desperate. To be compassionate, to be joyful in our response to the Christian life, that's attractive. That's attractive. And that's what's missing. People who have never been evangelized aren't going to be re-evangelized. They need to experience through us the joy of the risen Lord, the joy of the gospel, the joy of the life of faith. They need to know why it's so important that they need to be in the house of the Father, that there's a place at the table for them, and that the party's never complete until they're there with us celebrating. And how are they going to know that if we don't bring that to them and teach them and show them and love them into that place? It's never going to happen. We can bemoan the, the loss of the millennials in the church today, but it's our response that's going to be the answer to that dilemma. Not a new church program. Where's your joy? Where's our joy? This is it. This is what the Lord is calling us to today, brothers and sisters. To all the people that we know and love who are lost, 
They're just waiting for us to remind them of how much they're loved and how much this church needs them. Amen? Amen.